0: travel for a living and struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle like I do, or maybe you just struggle to stay healthy in general. This is the Road to Health podcast and I am Tamar, your host for this adventure. I travel for business often, which presents some challenges in terms of achieving and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Join me on my perfectly imperfect journey as I implement the strategies I've learned from the coaches I work with, and make my dreams and goals a reality. I don't always manage to resist the temptations that life throws at me, but by working on developing a healthier mindset, I'm managing to build a firm belief in my own ability to change. No one needs to take this journey alone, so if you struggle to make healthy choices on the road like I do, join me for this ride on the road to health. Well-traveled, well-lived. Do you need a kickstart to get on a spiritual pathway? Hey everyone, Tamar here from the Road to Health podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is another beautiful sunny day as I look out the window today, and I'm super grateful for that because frankly, it's been very up and down here lately. Um, We are used to uh, rain here on the West Coast. Now summers are generally nice um, but it's been very back and forth, and when it gets cool, it seems to get really cool. So I really truly appreciate this nice streak of warm weather. I did manage to get out in the sun for about an hour, which I don't often do, and I did not get a burn. So that was a win, and I'll take it. But uh, anyway, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about, I have had a lot of inquiries when Hope Elevated, the print paperback version is coming out, and I have an answer for you. It is coming out August 5th, okay, August 5th, and for three days only, this is a Wednesday, it's starting, so Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the book will be on sale for $8.99, On both Amazon.com and Amazon.ca. Of course, there's minimums that I can price the book at. So I have decided to put it on sale for three days only. So if you want to pick up your print copy of Hope Elevated, make sure you head on over the morning of Wednesday, August 5th, and you can pick up a cheaper copy. I hope you enjoy it. I know a lot of people, I felt like I had an army behind me. Um, so much support, so much love for the Kindle launch of the book, but I know a lot of people did not actually have a reader and don't prefer, uh, Kindle. So I just want to thank all of you that bought the book on my launch date, which was July 14th. Um, thank you for those who have read it. I've gotten such great feedback and a lot of people that are starting to implement some of the strategies that I talk about in the book. So that is exactly what I intended the book to do. And of course, getting vulnerable. Um, It feels like I have peeled off some more layers. Uh, You know, maybe I'll call them struggle layers, just things that I've held on to for a long time. Uh, But you will get a sense of that once you read the book. So don't forget, August 5th, this coming Wednesday, the book will be on sale for $8.99 for the next three days. And thank you so much for your support and encouragement through this whole process. The second thing I wanted to mention before we get into today's episode, which by the way you're going to love because I have another lovely guest, is I just started my first mensana course yesterday with four wonderful people. And mensana is a Latin term for healthy mind and this is a course to help get you through the challenging times right now. If you'd like to know more about it, it is super awesome. I've done it myself. Then make sure you email me for more details at info at me, or you can also go to my website www.theroadtohealth.me forward slash coaching and my contact information is there so you can book a free Consultation call, and I can give you more details. But I am planning to start another group uh, probably late August, and I'm going to keep this small. I want to make sure that it is engaging, and then you get the most out of it. So I'm probably going to limit each group uh, to about six. Uh, but I will be starting these regularly, uh, most likely every second week or every month. So make sure you reach out to me for more details and I can give you some more information for that and sign up info and uh, I hope to see you in my next group. I am so excited to bring you today's guest, my friend Shelly F. Knight. We had such a wonderful conversation. She's just such a joy to chat with And uh, she actually kindly invited me on her show. So if you have not checked that out yet, it is the Positive Changes, a Self-Kick podcast. Make sure you go check that out. She has a truly amazing show. But Shelly used to be a nurse uh, turned writer who provides an electric blend of clinical, holistic and spiritual expertise in our specialized subjects of positive changes, spirituality, and grief. She's the author of the book, Positive Changes, a self-kick book, which is truly amazing. I read that myself. So make sure you check that out. I'm going to leave all that information in the show notes for you as well. But we have a good chat about what uh, what made her uh, decide to become an author and follow her spiritual path and I truly think you're going to get a lot out of it this episode. So let's get on with it. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. I am super excited today because I have Shelley F. Knight in my studio. Let's call it studio because it is a studio. How are you doing, Shelley? I'm really good. Thank you. Good. So you are a freelance writer. You're also the author of the Positive Changes, a self-kick book and the host of Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. That's right. It's very simple, isn't it, my branding? (laughs) I love it. And I love that on your book, you have the um, help crossed out and kick, because I think that's what a lot of us need in this journey.
1: Yeah, see, self-help is quite gentle, but I, you know, I'm getting old. So I think time's very precious. We need to skip to the end. So I'm just going to kick you through the book and the podcast.
0: (laughs) I 100% agree. So what happened to kickstart you on your spiritual path? And what inspired you to get to where you are today?
1: loads of things, really. I'd like to say, oh, you know, I've been trotting through life on a unicorn, throwing glitter as I go. <laughs> That's not a true story, Tamar. Actually, my background's nursing for many years. And I was nursing one year, quite happily. And then my beautiful stepdad died really suddenly, 2005. And I was on the ward when I got the news. And I'd, you know, I'd had loss and grief before then. But there was just something about this amazing man just suddenly gone. So I moved from medical nursing into haematology, oncology, and end-of-life nursing. And I suppose it's where the shift started to happen within me. So I was still nursing, and then I was kind of, it's a really beautiful job, end-of-life nursing, but I got to see what it's like when people are dying at the end of life and it's not a sudden loss. And... Then my life continued to have curveballs. I do think sometimes I should have had a career in dodgeball trying to avoid all of these (laughs) balls that have been thrown at me. Uh, And I started to have loss through fertility. I wasn't very good at fertility, it seems. So I did take a career break from nursing for a while. And it was during this time that I started studying all things spiritual, hocus pocus, as my family call it, and uh, did color therapy, crystals, tarot, energy healing meditation, dream therapy, spiritual coaching, herbalism, anything really. And it helped me, I was kind of healing. And I did go back to nursing, but there was a shift again within me from the grief and then the spirituality. So I went back to nursing, but I knew I was more than my physical body. So over time I started combining like clinical hypnotherapy and then regression therapy. But then it was the journey of my last pregnancy, and on our twenty-week scan, we was told to abort. Mission, uh, our daughter was never going to make it. And you know, I was a feisty nurse at the time, so I kind of denied the medical advice and just dive right on into spirituality. And I had like, I don't know, weekly healing visualizations, positive affirmations, told the baby she was well, worked a lot with color and light and angels and archangels, lots of positivity and spirituality. And she's now five and amazing, really cute little earth angel. So that was amazing. But it was from coming through like my dad's death, through all the losses of fertility, and then what we call the Daisy journey, cause she's called Daisy, that I realized that despite having so many semicolon moments where you think, is my life story over? Do I end it here? I actually had a 100% success rate of making it through the hard times. So you'd be glad to know the book's not as miserable as I sound right now Tell him a story. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on in there. Um, but from that, I looked at what I'd gone through, what had worked, what I'd tried. And the book, Positive Change is a self-kick book. It's just a mixture of all of that. It's like society's pain points. It's sort of like You know, every day we can make a choice, choose positive. It takes the same amount of time and energy. It looks at spiritual tools like meditation, journaling, creative processes. Sometimes it encourages you to slow down, don't just zoom through life. Sometimes it tells you to, you know, self-kick, get up, life's too short. And it does draw on my time from nursing when I was working with the dying patients, like learning from the dying, how to live a more authentic life. It's a real mishmash. It's blogs, self-development tools, spirituality, warped to humor. <laughs> and it's just everything that I use to get through, you know, a huge psychological journey.
0: Yeah. And I think our experience, I've experienced this as well, is that it's, kind, it's the pain that we go through. We can either let us inspire us to do something more positive with our life and look at it as a lesson, or we can go down that wrong path. And a lot of people almost, I find, um, use pain as a justification to, okay, well, I don't care anymore. You know, I'm, I'm gonna fall into that depression and not really ask for help or try and improve my life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I see that a lot, which is probably why I went from the book to the podcast, that people were making like one live chapter, their entire life story. And I try and encourage people, you know, when you get these blocks in life, almost lay them down and use them as stepping stones, you know, rather than use it as a wall, you know, try and move forward. Because, I don't know, I think we have so much great potential, but when you play victim, it's very limiting. You know, and I'm not saying it lightly, I know there's trauma and abuse and all kinds of things, you know, job losses, financial losses, death and dying, but I just always think we just need to try and carry on. But I'm a nosy cow, really. So I always, you know, <laughs> I'm just really curious to think what's next. But I yeah. know it's hard. I mean, my brand is like Shelley F. Knight. Life goes on, and I don't say that lightly. You know, the fact that our life goes on when someone dies is the most painful point. Mm-hmm. But it's what my dad used to say: like life goes on, and it really does. It's not the life we might have, you know, thought or wished for
0: ourselves, but it does go on. Oh, I I agree. I mean, I've been through a lot of the points that you just made. I've been through many of them. And instead of letting that turn me kind of, let's say, to the dark side, I took up a spiritual practice. And, you know, when I quit drinking eight years ago, it was that is actually when I started becoming more open minded to meditation and spirituality. Um, So meditation today is an incredibly important part of my life. Uh, do you have a daily spiritual practice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that I need spirituality, otherwise, I feel myself dip. So, I get up and I start the day with yoga, and that's usually with my husband or some of our children. So, we do yoga and we choose a word for the day and sort of seal that with the Om or Namaste. Then, we draw a card for the day to give a little bit of insight of what lies ahead. And then I go about my day and then I end the day the same way as well that I have like a gratitude prayer, like, thank you for today. Even if it's like, thank you that I didn't slap that annoying woman, whatever it is, you know, it's always got to be gratitude for something. <laughs> and I do a meditation at the end of each day as well. So it's not a lot, you know, I don't sit on a yoga mat for two hours of my life. It's more like 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there, but it makes so much difference. you know.
0: Oh, it does. And You know, I it's funny because I love my life today. And I, there's, you know, last Sunday, for example, I was putting so much into my podcast, especially with what's going on in the world today, because I've been given this gift of time from not traveling that I've been just putting a hundred percent into it because I absolutely love it. But, you know, you mentioned slowing down, there's times where. I need to make sure I use my practices to slow down and I just hit a wall on Sunday and my body was just saying, you know what, you got to (laughs) stop. You got to just read a book and relax for a little bit. So as much as I love what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, because I have a full-time day job as well, I know that I have those days where all of a sudden I start to turn a little bit negative. So as an author on positive changes, do you ever have negative days? Yeah, I do.
1: I am human. <laughs> so yeah, I absolutely do. You know, because like even like the moment, like one of our children being diagnosed with something and then like, you know, you're slogging your guts out on social media, then no one interacts, or you know, there's just always things that happen. And I'm going through the menopause, which no one ever warns you about tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> it's just
1: evil. You know, and uh, <laughs> I think that it, it's menopause is probably the Latin for madness. So yeah, so I really do struggle, you know, sometimes, but I just, you know, I've come through so much as we all have, and I just have this real resilience. I think that's what it is. You can learn resilience and it is just like carry on, but no, I love a duvet day. I love to overeat, you know, volumes of biscuits. Mm-hmm. I have days where I think, you know, why am I bothering? <laughs> but in the main, I am an oily positive. <laughs>
0: Yes, I'm the same way. And I've actually been asked, you know, how can you stay positive during these times? But every time I look at something, even if it's negative and go, okay, how can I change this into a positive thing? Does not mean I don't have a negative day? Because I certainly do. You can ask my spouse. He will definitely, (laughs) he, he will definitely tell you that. But you know, I always try to be as honest as possible. And even through this, you know, my whole goal is to inspire people through my own journey and through my guest journey. But it doesn't mean that I don't binge eat once in a while. It doesn't mean that I don't sulk in bed for a few hours before I finally decide to pick myself up. But I think that's the key to all this is feeling those feelings, having a practice that will help you get out of those feelings and actually moving forward again and not letting that pull you so far back.
1: Yeah, I think you should like give into your emotions, you know, like take a break. If you're having a bad day, have a bad day. But I think, you know, there's a big difference between taking a break and then taking a whole on vacation and staying yeah. in the misery. <laughs> Do you be know I mean? like weekend break? That's okay. You know, you need to be true to your feelings.
0: Absolutely. But then
1: also, it's so easy to get, you know, into victim mode. Mm-hmm. You know, we should start to confuse attention with love and things like that. So, no,
0: duvet day then or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So why do you think then people fail to make positive changes?
1: Probably quite a few reasons. I think a lot of people just don't know how to even start, which is one of the reasons I wrote the book. And people just think, right, I want, you know, to have this ideal job. I don't like this man. I want this house kind of thing. And they look at their life as a whole and it's a mess. We're well, really, I mean, like, you just need to start small. Mm-hmm. do you mean if like if you hate your job and your figure and your relationship and the house don't do it all at once just choose one area because they're actually all interconnected in subtle ways so when you start creating one change in just one area there'll be like a ripple effect so if you started with like your figure you don't like your figure and you start to swap i don't know like your breakfast donut or a breakfast bagel you know the same starts to change there and as your figure changes your confidence changes you know just start small. I just think otherwise, when people think, right, I'm going to change my life and in these five areas, you're putting yourself at risk of overwhelm, burnout, you know, and it's probably going to be a negative outcome. So always start small. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's something that I teach with my coaching because anytime I've, I'm an all-in kind of person, I've been, if you want something done to excess, just call me and I'll try it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've learned my lessons several times that if you, like you said, just do those small things daily, it, you, before you know it, like I'm, I'm experiencing this myself, I turn around and I'm like, wow, I can't believe how far I've come. Like you just keep focused on this journey and you're actually quite surprised within a short time how far you can come by doing those.
1: Yeah. And I think you should really celebrate every single small win. Yes, do you mean whether it's just in that one hour you didn't make a negative comment, or if in that three hours you know you didn't have your face in the biscuit barrel? Just celebrate the wins because you say otherwise you're going to get like you know a year ahead and you won't realise or appreciate it. You know you're probably rocking it every single day. We don't give ourselves enough credit.
0: Uh, Agreed. So, other than your spiritual practice, what are some positive habits that you have in your daily life? Well, I do my yoga, and that
1: really sort of Helps. I'm lucky that I'm a writer and I think like the creative process is really really healing. I also do what I love, you know. So like later on, I'm gonna go out and walk the dog, or more precisely, the dog's gonna walk me, but I still enjoy it. And it's just again, it's just little things, you know what I mean? Like I love doing a little kooky card dabble. I like candle lights in the evening, downtime with the kids. It's just doing simple things. I'm a real advocate for finding the extraordinary in the ordinary. Do you know what I mean? It's not the big states of the car on the drive, the big house. You know, it is the little things when you look back.
0: Yes, absolutely. So what is the most important lesson then that you've learned in your life so far?
1: Well, it must be said, I learned the hard way. But when my dad died... It is the whole mantra, you know, that life goes on. I mean, he used to say it when I was like a redhead goth in my teens, you know. <laughs> you know, it'll be all right and life goes on. But I was too busy listening to the Smiths and wearing dark purple lipstick at the time. <laughs> but he's right, you know. He's probably looking down at me now and nodding going, told you, girl. But, you know, life does go on. And it can be hard and challenging. It can bend you and
0: try and break you. But, yeah, it's kind of the best advice ever that life does go on hmm. And, you know, my dad was the same way because I was quite a rebellious child. And as much as he tried to tell me, you know, this is the way you should go. He just kind of let me do my thing. And he would give me tough love until I finally drew that inspiration to go, OK, you know what? I've hit my bottom in life now. I've experienced so many negative things. I'm going to stop digging this hole. <laughs> and so I decided to turn my life around. But um, I, you know, I am super grateful of the lessons that I've learned in my life, because I don't look at those in any negative way anymore. I I look at those as inspiration and go, Hey, you know what? If I could go through that, I can go through so much forward, moving, moving forward in life.
1: Yeah. And I think it comes with age. I know, it certainly does for me that you get to a point where you think, you know, there are no regrets. There is like no negative experience. It's just all experience,
0: Mm-hmm. and I think
1: you know sometimes we'll just be throwing the same life lesson time and time again sometimes a little bit of disguise through different people but it's like a recurring dream that until we start to learn the lesson we're here for we're just going to keep having this probably I've had so many curveballs I'm obviously you know underneath all my hair dye I'm obviously naturally blonde and I'm just like <laughs> going like oh I get it life goes on oh I get it I'm meant to be more spiritual not so medical you know that's me <laughs>
0: So doing what you love, and I know we're both, you know, we were talking about podcasting, how it, you know, talking to all these absolutely amazing people have been such a gift, but I find the hardest thing is when uh, talking to somebody is actually getting them to realize that, hey, you know what, if you really go after what you love and you focus on that, your life can completely change because you had mentioned as well, you know, staying in, in the job that you don't like and I find a lot of people get trapped in that. So if you were speaking to somebody about, you know, they were, they had this, they'd like to do this, but they didn't believe in themselves. What kind of, uh, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: I'd ask them, like, if you gave the example of like they're in a job and they hate it, like, you know, what is your ideal job or what would one thing in life would you try if you knew you couldn't fail? Cause people have a real fear of failure. So it would be sort of like, what, you know, what does your heart say in those quiet moments? You know, what do you want to do? Like you in an office job, but yeah, you, you know, want to be painted like an artist. So it would be like, yeah, if you couldn't fail at anything, what would you do? And I would always encourage those small positive changes, you know, you're in a job you hate. So then, you know, maybe a Tuesday night every week, do night school or do an online course. So you're making small changes because it all comes down to choice. I know people are going to hate it, (laughs) be saying that, but it is like, you know, even if you start the day tea or coffee, am I going to have a good day or a bad day? It's all a matter of choice. And I just think whether you choose positive or negative, it takes the same amount of energy and time. So always try and choose positive and it doesn't mean you're always going to have a positive outcome. But I think if you start on a high, you you know, you just keep yourself off hitting rock bottom.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the, you had said, you know, people not liking what you're saying. I can relate to that so much because I work with people who are trying to get newly sober. And a lot of times I'll tell them things and they don't like it, but when they actually take the suggestions or they listen to what people have done ahead of them, it it almost saves people lives. And I, I remember my first year of sobriety, that was probably the number one thing that saved me was having people in my life and actually looking for those influences influencers in my life that would call me out and not co sign what I was doing because it's so easy to get trapped in, you know, the oh yeah, I understand. He's being a jerk and, you know, falling into that negative yeah. trap. And so actually surrounding myself with people who weren't afraid to lovingly say, No, actually I think you're wrong in this situation. That that kind of stuff saved my life, that, you know, advice.
1: Yeah, I think we need that. I mean, you know, you want people to build you up, not pull you down. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. I think when we start to create change in ourselves, it can upset people. Do you mean like you're moving on, you're speaking your truth, you're having a go. And people who are stagnant get really unsettled by that. And they will in the negative to keep you in the place, you know, to keep your life where it is, which keeps their life where it is. And it does take real like everything, authenticity, courage, vulnerability to, you know, always go it alone or move forward. So it's really important to have good people around you. And that means honest people, mm-hmm. not like pat on the back, go on then, you know, like pat on the back, go on. It's only one drink. You want people to say, you're more than this, come on.
0: Yes. Yes, for sure. So What's next for Shelley F. Knight? So I'm working on my second book, which is a total
1: contrast to my first. <laughs> <laughs> so my first book was all about positive changes and it's quite humorous and it's bite-sized chapters, like one tool per page. But my next one is actually about grief recovery. And, you know, it's not, maybe it is heavy because of the subject matter, but it's, oh, I'm just so passionate about it. So it draws on like my 30 years in the medical field mm-hmm. you know observing the physical body grief of the dying grief of the family left behind at the point of death but there's an essence of spirituality because as i've said i've gone from like medical nurse into spirituals and when i did past life regression this is far out your list, your listeners going to be like why on earth was she on there <laughs> but when i do my past life regression obviously in a past life there's been a death point So in this grief recovery, it talks about death and palliative care in this life, but also death in past life and how we carry things forward. Because I'm really, I don't know, passionate, positive that this happens, you know, like triggers sort of like, you know, relationship blocks, commitment phobics, loads of things like alcoholism or why you cry so much about one thing. I think a lot of it is in childhood now past lives and things like that so yeah it's a bit of a kooky book so it's about grief but it's not just this life it's stuff we carry on from previous incarnations i'm also doing the podcast and that started out as just little old me armed with my book (laughs) tamar and uh, the only child me was quite happy speaking to myself but people started saying like oh i love that you know can i come on and tell you my story of positive change and so i was like yeah go on then And it's just going and going and going. And I love it. It's like new best friend every week. It's just fabulous. And uh, the men are starting to come out of the woodwork. So we've been interviewing men today, which is just fabulous. Yeah. So yeah, so my second book and the podcast is now, yeah, (laughs) my little lonely child part's gone and it's just gone into this whole guest show.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) But I love it. I'm finding the same thing. And it's just, it's you can't if you're not doing it you can't imagine the feeling like you just if you have a voice and a story to share podcasting is incredible it's just brilliant you sit there don't you and there's all the different time zones and sometimes I have the best
1: Friday night scene ever with someone I've never met (laughs) I know (laughs) I feel exactly the same yeah. My teenage son goes like, mom, you woke me up. I could hear you laughing. I was just like, but it's just brilliant. I was talking to a doctor the other day and there's a sense of warped humor when you've got a medical background, just a blast. Do you know what I mean? And then there was somebody who had a near death experience, which obviously me my fascination
0: with incarnations, just like a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, just podcasting and writing. So what are you doing? Cause times are very strange right now. And I know I'm, I struggle, you know, sometimes I'll have really great days. And then the other times I think, oh, I really wish I was traveling and doing what I love to do, which is socializing with people in person. How, you know, what are some key things that today you're doing to stay positive during these strange times? So it is the podcasting. Do you know what I mean? It's like a breath of fresh air. That really, really helps. Um, And
1: (laughs) this year, I don't just call it New Year's resolution because my dad died on New Year's Day. So I kind of hide. you know hate that new year new start because that was a really rubbish start to any new year so I do like a new year intention like what do I want to get from the year ahead so I think I'm actually like quite extrovert is what I thought but I was going to go on three holidays and I was going to go out more and here we are not allowed out (laughs) (laughs) and I think I've discovered that actually I'm quite an introvert after all Mm -hmm. so we're just like doing things with the kids lots of painting they've been out in the garden today walking the dog allegedly we're going to start decorating the house after two years of you know saying we're going to (laughs) so just again really simple things making extraordinary out of the ordinary the kids are having a blast because the school keeps emailing saying you know what's your child's mental health and we keep looking at the kids thinking why are they so happy (laughs) the email's Emails from school, you think, why are they so happy? They're meant to be these damaged souls. But, you know, there's water fights, Play-Doh, home baking, lots of art and crafts. My husband's got over his fear of glitter now because it's just everywhere. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I have noticed on my social media, because obviously I try and encourage positive changes. And no one's really interested. So I've changed kind of my marketing at the moment not to encourage people to make positive changes because I'm sensing that most people don't even want to change their pajamas right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so I'm just like simplifying that. And it's just like today was like, do you like tea or coffee? Keeping it simple. So as much as my enthusiastic mind would like everyone to make a positive change and do that
0: course, I'm suggesting naps. That's my positive change, nap more. (laughs) Yes, I enjoyed one yesterday. It It was amazing. It is, isn't it? You wake up and you think, I'm going to don a cape. I am a superwoman. (laughs) Absolutely. So how can my listeners get a hold of you? Well, if I've not put them off with my craziness, (laughs) I am
1: Shelly F. Knight, Life Goes On, on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. And then I've got a website, ShellyFKnight.com, and that has all my latest podcasts, articles, any news flashes
0: and you can also subscribe to my newsletter over there as well. Excellent. And make sure you check out our show because it's wonderful. And I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, bless you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) That wraps up another episode of the road to health podcast. I hope you enjoyed that interview and I hope you got a lot out of it. I know I did make sure to check out all of Shelley's links on the show notes And also, if you're interested in learning more about the performance coaching services that I offer, you can always head on over to my website, www.theroadtohealth.me, and the coaching tab up top, click on that, and you can book a free consultation call there. And also, don't forget to head on over to Amazon on August 5th, where you can buy Hope Elevated for only $8.99 for three days only. And guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you on the next episode. Be safe out there. That wraps up another episode of the Road to Health podcast, where my goal is to empower and inspire you to build a firm belief in your own ability to change your life and start achieving your goals. I know from experience, it can be hard to make healthy lifestyle changes that actually stick. I work with people to help them define their goals and identify the roadblocks that stop them from achieving them. If you would like to take advantage of a free consultation call to figure out how you can reach your goals, visit my website at www.theroadtohealth.me and book today. When you're there, make sure you sign up for my five steps to achieving your goals. And until next time, be safe and healthy.